Hello. Hi, everyone. Hi. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Welcome to Stone Wars. Thanks for tuning in. We have tried to record this all day, but we can't, so now we are. So today we're going to talk about the Star Wars one-off movies. More so Rogue One, because that's the only movie we've seen. So far. So far, because Solo comes out. Solo comes out in May, supposedly. We'll see if that's true. It probably will. Well, I saw the trailer was supposed to come out on Monday. Supposedly, yes. I saw the news update. It comes out Monday. Um, so what do you think we could expect to see in the trailer? <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> I don't know. What do you think we're going to see? Like, I think... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What do you think we're going to see like, okay, well, in okay. the trailer? Well, because like, it's only going to be... First of all, it's only a teaser, so... So how long is it going to be? Like 30 seconds? <laughs> if dead? that... If that, that's why I'm like. <laughs> We're probably just gonna see the Millennium Falcon like. Well, that's what I'm saying. We it. can probably more than likely expect to see the Millennium or glimpse of the Millennium Falcon. You know, they probably don't want to spoil too much, so yeah. they're probably gonna show like the inside of it, not the it's outside. It's probably Lando's Millennium Falcon. Exactly. So they're probably gonna show Lando. They're probably gonna show Chewie, but. Well, are, do you think that they're gonna show us how they met? In the movie, yes. In the trailer, no. You don't think in the trailer? I don't think in the trailer. It'll already be like... I don't want them to reveal too much, you know? At least in the trailer. In the trailer, yeah. I don't want them to reveal too much. I'm excited to see Lando. I would want to see like Tatooine. I would want to see like Stormtroopers and all that stuff like Imperial. And the Kessel Run too. Oh yeah, they said they were going to do the Kessel Run. Like if he actually did it or not. He did do it in under 12 parsecs. (laughs) We'll see. Unless... You know what it's probably going to be? It's going to be... 12.13 and Han's gonna be like "Mm, it's 12 it's 12 (laughs) he's some like stupid number and he's gonna be like well it's 12 or it'll be 13 oh do you think we're gonna see the bounty hunters which bounty hunter well everyone wants to see Boba Fett so that would be kind of fun it would be. I would love to see Tatooine. That's why. I would love to see him, like, you know, going to Tatooine, just being him smuggler self, like, trying to find business, you know? Yeah, because he works on Tatooine. Well, he works everywhere, but, like, he just so happened to be on Tatooine that one day because he was just looking for a job. He was like, hey, I'm in this canteen. I'm going to see if anyone <laughs> wants a job. And he got mixed up with... Oh, did he get mixed up? Them. His whole life changed <laughs> from the... Uh, yeah. So, it's going to be before Leia, so they're not going to show her. Oh, yeah. They're not going to show Leia, which, <clears throat> obviously, it makes sense. You know, they wouldn't show Leia. Granted, if they did show, like, glimpses of what the Empire is going doing. Mm-hmm. Like, remember how, like, in like we're going to talk about Rogue One and, like, what the Empire was kind of doing to other planets, other systems during the reign of the Empire. Mm. And, like, I would hope to see that in the Han Solo movie. We get to see other things, you know, other fucked up shit that the Empire is doing to, like, other people. <laughs> yeah, like, in Rogue One, we yeah. saw a lot of that. That's what we were saying. We wish the directors were... The director for Rogue One was the director for the Han Solo The director... Movies, because Rogue One is my favorite Star Wars movie. Gareth Edwards did a great job. He did amazing. And honestly, like, if there are going to be... Because we were talking about, like, the future of Star Wars films, mm-hmm. which is basically going to be standalone films, because they're already going about to wrap up this new trilogy. They're going to start another one, supposedly. And then after that, it's got all these standalone films in between. So we saw our first one, which was Rogue One. And now we're going to get Han Solo, which we're very excited for. And then supposedly there's going to be, like, maybe a Boba Fett movie. I maybe even an Obi-Wan movie. movie. I would want to see both. I want to see Obi-Wan and Boba Fett. Because, I mean, I know a lot of people say that... 
Boba Fett is a very overrated character, granted, because, like, he was in, like, a few... Ten minutes. He was in there for, like, yeah, like, a like short... twenty minutes or something. Twenty minutes or something like that. He was a beloved character, and, like, everyone likes him, and, like, everyone wants to buy Boba Fett shit, you Because know? you look at him and you think, oh, he's so interesting, like, what's his story? <laughs> the most interesting man in the universe. That's fucking Boba, That's Fett. Boba Fett. Not you, Los Equis. <laughs> not Nosekis guy <laughs> not Nosekis guy it's Boba Fett only Boba Fett but yeah Gareth Edwards really he directed excited. it and surprisingly John Williams I, I don't think he did the music because it was Michael Giacchino Giac how do you say it? Giac no Giacchino Giacchino because I forgot I used to I used to study Italian so <laughs> you pronounce it Giacchino sorry I didn't mean to butcher your, your name Michael Rogue One. Honestly, thank you. Okay, you know what? Let's just get right into it because now that Rogue we're talking about the music and like one. the director. Rogue One is my favorite Star Wars movie. So far. So like, far. As far as like ones that I've like it was like one through six and we thought that was it. Yeah, and here we get this is Rogue my one. favorite movie after that. Like of all the new movies that have come out, that's my favorite one. Yeah, because I like it better than The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi. Me too. I mean, I loved The Last Jedi, but I do want to say Rogue One was better because I I like that era better, like, during the Empire. And seeing all the little ins and outs of Yeah, remember how we were saying, like, you know, the Empire was, was fucking up multiple systems and going to multiple planets, and they were under, you know, Imperial jurisdiction. Mm-hmm. And they... You know, like, Tatooine's, like, like, like Jeddah. You yeah. know, there's stormtroopers everywhere. And, like, nobody can, like, get a break. Like, the people on Jeddah, they believe in the Force. They believe in it as a religion, not just a and spiritual thing. They believe yeah. in it as a religion. And the Empire is going after them because they're trying to erase the Jedi. And they're trying to make people afraid of They the don't Force. want people to, like, remember the Jedi. Mm-mm. Which is crazy because, like, looking back at, like the Clone Wars movies. Um, remember when Palpatine was like trying to get everyone to fear the Jedi? Like, mm-hmm. oh, the Jedi are this, the Jedi the are that. And then you see it differently where now they're just trying to like destroy everything and they're just like, no, like no Jedi anything. Jedi anything is not allowed because people, J- Jedi used to try and kill the Senator and then now he's our Emperor. So they're trying to make people hate the They're Jedi. trying to make people and hate the did. Jedi. And they did. People did. Like people, well... Well, because look at in Rogue One... Krennic is talking to Galen. Yes, Galen. And Galen's so. like on the floor because it's right after he like slaps him in the face. And is that on Edu? Yeah, it's on Edu. And Galen says something about the Force, or he mentions something, and Krennic is like, "You're stupid to believe in this." Oh, I know what you're religion. talking about. Yeah. yeah, he was saying he was he was like mocking him when he was saying like mm-hmm. you know like because this was after they blew up Jetta. Yeah. This was after they blew up Jetta, and unfortunately, all those like innocent people, like remember how they're saying that girl that Jin just saved? Yeah. She died, and she got vaporized. Anyways, yeah, like that happened, and then they go to Edu, and he was telling him like, you know, the weapon is complete. We built it without you. We finished building it without you, or whatever, you know, because you know how he just like he refused at times. Yeah. But. Like, get, he didn't want it to be built. And he made it seem like, we no longer need you because, like, we just needed you to build the weapon. So, yeah, your work here is done. But they did need him. Well, they did need they him did to need build him. it. And so did the Rebellion. Mm-hmm. Because, like, it's it's kind of ironic because, like, the Rebellion was saying, like, oh, Jin's father, you know, this woman, like, her father is responsible for the creation of the super weapon. But 
little did they know it, he created it with an advantage for the rebellion remember he created that yeah. that little place for it to blow up because he was like i don't want it to be used for this this is not what i wanted exactly he's an he's such an interesting character he's a me. good he's a scientist because he's a good guy but He's still doing the work for the Empire. That's what I'm saying. The Empire like, is so powerful that they just have people by, you know, the neck like that. Yeah. Like that scene. Okay, I was telling Sabella about this scene. That I looked over it again because I hadn't seen Rogue One in a while since I've been like hung up on like the new trilogy ever since The Last Jedi came out. I was looking at that scene where Jin was having a flashback and they're on Coruscant. And I saw the senator room in the back and I was like, holy shit. I was like, Papatine's like senator room is there in the background. Just like you could see it right out their window. Like it was was just crazy that like I was thinking that like, you know what? Papatine is like not too far from like all these people that work under him. He's like, Mm -hmm. he's got eyes on every single person that works for him. Yeah. Like he wants them all close. Because he never knows when someone's going to backstab him. That's exactly why. And Tarkin was on to it too. That when when Tarkin was telling um, telling Krennic like, hey, you know, put two and two together. Like See, he was dispatched from Edu, mm-hmm. Galen Erso's facility. Like, That's why Krennic was so annoying to me, because he didn't get it. He didn't understand. Even Vader like put him in his place and was like, you're too cocky, motherfucker. Yeah, but he <laughs> he like he doesn't get how to play the Imperial game. Yeah, he tries like, to. He goes too far. He takes it a little too far. He takes it too far, but he's also not good at no, it. No, like, because even he, the other Imperials laugh, like make it seem like... They're like, this guy's an idiot. Like, like Tarkin looks at him like he's nothing. Vader chokes him. Because he's too power... See, Tarkin and Krennic are both power hungry, but go about it in two totally different ways. Krennic just wants his name attached he to like, some big thing. He keeps wanting to like seek... He keeps wanting like word from the Emperor straight from him. That's why he's always bugging Tarkin. Like, what does the Emperor say? What, what does the Emperor, Emperor say? Want? He's what like, does, stop bugging me. Like, like, let him be. Like, if he hasn't said anything about you, if he hasn't like come to meet you personally, he doesn't care about you then. Yeah. That's the position Tarkin's in. Tarkin knows he's important. And he can go to the Emperor himself. They have a personal relationship. He's the first one who saw Darth Vader and interacted with him that wasn't Palpatine. And the Death Star was being built, too. Right. Remember so, how Critic was taking critic, credit mm-hmm. for it? Critic. <laughs> critic. <laughs> Krennic just kept wanting to take credit, and it's like, dude, all you did was find the scientist. Yeah, he hired Galen Erso to build it, and he took full credit when Tarkin and all that. Remember how we were just watching a video, how the plans for the Death Star had been since for the Separatists, and the, when they were Separatists were going against the Republic, and Palpatine was playing both sides at the same time. He was playing the same damn chessboard, and he was playing his. He was playing himself. Yeah, because what he were you saying? Of what, both parties. You, were, you were saying he was like, oh, they're building a Death Star. or something. Yeah. So apparently, what he did was, <laughs> I said that really slow. So apparently, <laughs> uh, so apparently, what Palpatine did was he was telling the Republic, oh, the Separatists are building this this planet killer the they're building weapon. this super weapon we should build one first and beat them to it so he was like playing himself because he was the one that approved the plans for the death star mm-hmm. and knew about it since it was like a thought and dooku was like look my master showed me this yeah he's but little like, did he know it was like for both sides like it was for both sides see palpatine is such a great villain he's a sick twisted like 
piece of but, shit. Like, piece of shit, but, like, we love him. We yeah. fucking love, like, the... Oh, it's crazy. I love a villain. Uh, yeah, I love a really, really interesting, like, evil, diabolical villain. and like That's what Palpatine is. That's all I want in a movie or in a series or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, make the villain really evil. Like, in Lord of the Rings, Sauron is really evil. That's why I was like, him, Sauron, Lord Voldemort. You know me, I love Harry Potter. Yeah. If there's anybody, any Harry Potter fans out there as well. I still have Voldemort and Palpatine, one. like, I want to see them having tea together. Like... <laughs> Some of my favorite characters are in Rogue One. K2SO. Like, I love, I love K2SO. I love K2SO, and I wish C-3PO was like K2SO. Because C-3PO, I want to kick in the face every time I see him. <laughs> I hate C-3PO. He's so annoying. And his, like, frozen little face, like... Even Leia, she's like, get that nerd. Remember when she was like, shut up off your face. <laughs> And he's like, oh, oh. oh he's oh. so annoying. I hate him. But I love K2SO. He's so interesting. I think he's, well, remember how we were saying, like, he, he was an Imperial droid that the Rebels hacked. Mm-hmm. And they gave him, they obviously took that part out of him that made him, like, you know, evil, mindless. You know, they actually gave him kind of a personality. Yeah. And he's like, you know what? I am a rebel. <laughs> this is Cassian told me to. Him like, yeah, him and Bodhi are both the Imperial defectors that, like... Yeah, we saw that on Star Wars Explained. Mm-hmm. We'll link it so you guys can see, but they're both defectors. There's a lot of comparisons in Rogue One. So you compare Jin to Cassian, Krennic to Tarkin, and you compare... What's his name? You compare Galen Krennic. Oh, and um, Chirrut and... And Bass. So they both... Even them, there's a contrast in them. We see all these, like, relationships... And there's so many contrasts. Yeah. And I was thinking about Bodhi, and he's like, he doesn't have a contrast. He doesn't oh, you're have a contrast right. character that he like learns from or mm-hmm. something. And I think well, I was Galen maybe would have been. I think it might. Well, cause like remember in that novel they talk about deeper about him and Galen's relationship. Yeah. I always figured him and remember just earlier today I was telling you, I wonder what their relationship was like like i wonder when was the moment when galen entrusted him with that piece of information Mm -hmm. to give him that hologram to give him that message and say hey take this far away and send it to someone who will help us who will help the rebellion at least you know send it to saw which now brings us to our next topic let's talk about saw he's been around there since the clone wars and the rebels era Mm -hmm. like he has mechanical legs just like vader he has a breathing thing just like vader And he's seen a lot of shit, just like Vader. So he's like the Darth Vader of Of the rebels, in a way. Of the rebellion. I like how he is so far removed from the rebellion that even the rebellion is like, oh, he... He's an outcast. He's an outcast. Yeah, he does his own thing. Because he thought the rebellion was going too slow. Or they weren't, not going too slow, but he was like, you guys need to be more violent and active. Yeah. Than what you're being. Because I feel like he was used to that kind of life. Well, because he's in... The Clone Wars show. Yeah. Or he's in Rebels. He's in one of the two. I think he's in both. Is he? But he's correct me in if I'm there. Wrong. And apparently his character like goes through a lot. His he sees he sees his sister die. Just has to live this really rugged, awful life. So you it makes sense it. as to why he's so like, I don't wanna deal with Even the, the way Rebels. he acts in Rogue One, like how you were saying, like the way he's always like Lies Lies Decision. The pilot Everything. Like he's just like very paranoid, <laughs> very the way he's He's got a hardcore PTSD. Like, he's... Yeah. He even talks like Vader. Yeah, and, like, when he, like, had to take a breather before, like, he realized, like, wait a minute, did you guys come here to kill me? No? Or or what? Like... Lies. 
Deception. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's interesting that you see the droid as a as a defector, and you see Bodhi as a defector. The cargo pilot. He has yeah, nothing I want important. Him to have a contract. I would want to compare him to K two. Because they're both defectors. They're both de- in, in a well. K two obviously didn't have a choice because he's a droid, and you know they hacked a droid. But with him, I think just the way Galen was maybe like helped him realize like oh. his place in the world and yeah. realize that he he didn't want to work for the Empire. Because Bodhi seems like the kind of person that was never into what the Imperials wanted yeah, you and could was tell. never didn't like the Empire's vision. He was just, like remember he was saying he was just a cargo pilot and like all he was doing was hoping just to send this message and then bounce. Yeah. And he ended up staying on this whole journey with them. All these people had this journey that we were talking about. Every single one of these people had a journey. Base, cheer it. Even K2. Call, K2 call it crazy. A, a droid. A droid can have a purpose. But it's a tool. But you see his arc. You see him as like, oh, I've always wanted to use a blaster. Cassian said I can't have one. Engine gives Because Cassian's like, you know, Cassian, okay, we'll talk about Cassian oh, okay. in a bit. We'll talk about no, him in a bit. No, let's talk about Cassian Okay, now. yeah, let's talk about him now because... <laughs> I am so conflicted on him. I don't know how I feel about Cassian. Oh, yeah, you wanted to talk about him because you're like, like, ah. (laughs) I don't know how I feel about him because I hate him because he's so an asshole. But I'm also like, oh, you're still a good person. Uh, He's in that weird limbo in between of like, I don't know how I feel about you because you do some really bad shit in the name of good. I don't know how I I don't like you. Yeah, remember... um, what was this? The the rebel general Draven gave him fucked up orders like kill Galen Erso. Don't forget about what we said. Kill him, and he was like, okay, yeah, yeah. You know, like he takes on like those corrupt orders. And even Jin was like, when she wanted to like confront him, yeah, and she was like, like, you follow those orders when you know they're wrong. And I think that's when he realized, oh shit, like I, I that's not what I want. There's more than just killing the person that built the super weapon. It's like his daughter is trying to help us destroy it. Like, he's starting to put two and two together and realize, like, okay, like, maybe he's not this bad Imperial guy that built the Death Star. Like, you know... Like, he didn't have a choice. Now they're starting to realize. Because remember when, like... In the beginning, he didn't believe Jin. When, like, she was like, you don't believe me. I'm the only one that saw the hologram. You, You know, I'm, like regurgitating the information back to you and like he he was asking anybody else like did any of you see the message too and she's like what the fuck man you don't trust me like it just goes to show you that he has trust issues he He has a reason to not trust people he doesn't trust her until they get they leave jetta when they they leave leave jetta they're they all like fucking (laughs) it's not until they leave yavin 4 oh you're right well they leave yavin 4 he trusts her a little bit just a little bit. Just enough for her to carry a gun, at least, you know? No, 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 no. I'm talking when they leave Yavin again. Oh, when they leave to go to Scarif. Yeah. Oh, okay. Then I know what you're talking about. that's when he trusts her. Because that's after they get into the fight, after humans. They come back to report to the to the council. Mon Mothma was like, well, without the full support of the, the you know, counselors. We can't. We can't do. But she wanted them to. She did, she remember? Was like, you, this is the right thing to do, and you guys need to do it. When they found out, like. And even Bale. Yeah, when they found out that, like, all the other troops were, like, getting in their starfighter, she smiled. She was like, oh, that's what I wanted, Loki. Good job, guys. Like, <laughs> you did the thing. Good job. He stole the Death Star plans. I love the scene between Bale and... And Mon Mothma, right? And Mon Mothma. And she's like, how's... You know, your friend, like, is he still gonna help? And you're like... She whispered. Because that's... (laughs) You can't even say that word during the Empire. Like, oh, God, you'll fucking... Imagine? But she's just like, oh, the Jedi. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I'll hit him up. And <laughs> then he's like, I would trust her with my life. And we all know who he's talking about. about let me play it. I'm going to Oh, yeah. Play it. So you guys can hear it, too. I love that scene. He's just like, I would trust her with my with life. With my life. He sounds like such a proud dad. Where's like, your friend, the Jedi? <laughs> and he's like, it's fine, it's fine. Don't say that too loud. I'm not please. I don't want to get in trouble. No Jedi. No Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> right here. Despite what the others say, war is inevitable. Yes, I agree. I must return to Alderaan to inform my people that there will be no peace. We will need every advantage. Friend. The Jedi. The Jedi. The Jedi. He served me well during the Clone Wars. The wish he has lived in hiding since the Emperor's purge. Yes, I will send for him. You will need someone you can trust. I would trust her with my life. Captain Antilles. hear the Force theme too. Like. He loves Leia so much, and it's so precious. Aww, it's so sweet because he's like, girl. I would trust her with my life. Like I love my daughter. He does though, like because that's what he was supposed to do. His job was to trust her, and trust, to love yeah, her with his life. Because like, they gave him, Obi Wan gave Leia to him, and Luke to the Lars family. So he does trust her. He's like, I, I've been trusted. I've been, yeah, I've been entrusted with her life this whole time. So, like, I'm going to continue. Wow. I, I love Bale. I love Bale Organa. I love Bale. He's so cool. You know what part I don't understand is Jin's speech. Why? <laughs> because she says something. Saw says, she's like, so Guerrero wants Oh, that, that part. <laughs> I get, every time I watch Rogue One, I'm like, what, what the did fuck you did say? she just say? What do you mean? Like, that doesn't make any sense. What words? Here, I'm going to play it. The sharp stick thing? Yeah. I'm always just, she just starts out, saw Guerrero, and I'm like, okay, it's going to be a good speech. And then she's like, and I'm like, what are you saying? What are you talking about? Everyone looks nervous. We're landing. Landing and about to go into war. They know that you know they're gonna die. Coming in. Oh, here's a speech that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it doesn't. So Guerrero used to say, "One fighter with a sharp stick, nothing left to lose, can take the day." What? <laughs> what, what does that mean? <laughs> time i watch it i'm like what did this bitch just say and you know what what does it mean let's try and analyze no, it no i don't want to analyze that that was bad whoever oh. wrote that d- did not do their homework and did not finish their thing on time and they just submitted a piece of them. shit like <laughs> line and now that line is in the movie permanently even her face it doesn't so even just make like, any sense can you post her face right there? Post, post that. Her face. How we feel about that speech. What is she? Even saying? she looks like how like she's like fuck. I'm giving this shitty speech. Felicity Jones herself is like what? <laughs> <laughs> Look at her. She's so. <sighs> Now you sounded like her. What the fuck did you just say? <laughs> oh my god. But yeah, what is she <sighs> saying? 
in that scene. Can anyone tell me? Yeah, what the fuck does she Is she, she mean? talking about, what girl? What is she talking like, about? Is she just trying to, like, lift up their spirits? I get it, you know, but... But make some sense. Yeah. She finally started making sense, which she said after. Watch. Keep playing it. Okay, 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 okay. They have no idea we're coming. They have no reason to expect us. If we can make it to the ground, we'll take the next chance. And the next. On and on until we win. Or the chances are spent. She made no sense up until then. She was like, this the is The Death Star plans are down there. I love her theme. Oh, yes. Jin's theme is so beautiful. We were talking about how... Because in one of our episodes, we're going to talk about just solely the Star Wars music. And um, we were talking about how everything in Star Wars seems very mechanical, but old at the same time, mm-hmm. you know. But mainly, like, you know, especially with the Empire, like, they bring in a lot of machinery with, like, the walkers and the Star Destroyers and the super weapons and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It just seems very lifeless. But then the music, instead of the music be sounding also futuristic and robotic and, like, you know, mechanical, it's, like, magical. Yeah, the Force theme is so magical. The Force theme is magical and, like, all the music that flows through Star Wars, even if it's, like, the Imperial March, it's, like... It's the force moving in a dark way. Yeah, they all sound like the musical interpretations of what the force sounds like. And when you hear Jin's theme, you 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 know she's not necessarily a force wielder, but you know that the force is watching over her. Well, yeah, because she has that kyber crystal too. So here's Jin's theme. She's like looking at Jetta like from orbit before they like go into land. The Star Destroyer is like hovering over Jeddah. So scary. I know. But yeah, that's Jin's theme. It was really ironic when we were talking about how her mom gave her a kyber crystal. Mm -hmm. And that's what she was like wearing and like holding on to and like praying to almost. Like when she was like trying to like infiltrate the Imperial bases. And then at the same time, the super weapon uses kyber crystals to shoot the super the super laser. Yeah, so she's holding this thing that is being used for evil and she's trying to stop it. This thing she's had since her mom gave it to her. So basically her whole life she's had this crystal mm-hmm. and she's like, "Wow, that's fuel for this death star. For this thing that's going to blow up like a whole planet." That's scary. That is really scary. I love how Chirrut felt it and he's like, "Oh, 
Yeah, he's like, I hey, where'd you her. get that? <laughs> he's like, what's up with that necklace? And she's like, what? How'd you see that? I don't know. And he's like, you'd have to pay to get that answer. Because <laughs> oh. he's like, I gotta make some cash. I don't have any money. Oh. But I love him. I love how he shows the spirituality in Star Wars. And he shows how people worship the Force. It's not just this thing for just Jedi. Mm -hmm. It's not something just the Jedi get to use. It's for several believers. Yeah, it's for people who... There's people who worship the Force and who pray to it and have a connection to it that's so otherworldly and it's so cool that they introduced that like yeah we know like the force is spiritualized yeah we know like people pray to it but we've never seen someone like actually do it and we see chirrut do it for the first time at least in film Mm. so it's really cool you add that aspect of it that's why i love him as a character i do love him i was sad when he died i was well they all died sad the last 30 minutes of the movie is just me crying. Yep. Low key. Yeah. Everyone dies. Everyone, when we were watching it the other day, she was like slumped up against the pillow, just shedding tears. Because like. I was like, everyone died. The, the most diverse Star Wars movie, <laughs> and everyone fucking dies in it. <laughs> oh, God. That's it's what so Disney sad. thinks about diversity. Oh, fuck. <laughs> They're like, yeah, you guys get one movie. <laughs> But then that's it. They all die. You, you're all. They will die. never return. No, that's fucked we up. only want brunette white girls. <laughs> oh. I love the way Scarif looks. It's the most interesting place I've seen. It's a beautiful tropical planet. It feels so out of place in Star Wars. It really does. Like it feels like oh, there's like tropical islands. What is in that Star Wars? doing there? Yeah, because everything we see in Star Wars is so cold. Even Naboo, even though it's very warm and welcoming it's yeah. not like scarif it's not an island we called it tahiti it's or tahiti. the caribbean it's the Car- <laughs> that's what scarif is and i think they have some of the most beautiful fight scenes like it's shot it's so well and, and you like see the, palm, the trees yeah and you see the um these huge walkers in the middle of this beautiful island just stomping shit that's out terrible. and that shows how destructive the empire is yeah, it doesn't care. care it'll get rid of it you see it has that to the base they done. built they built a dam into that like stru- like their base where they had the tower that had all those secret yeah. archives they had a dam that they built right there and they built it into this beautiful planet so it's like they just already fucked it up with all these in, in structures you know yeah and it's they don't care they don't they're just there to get what they want yeah and when they get what they want it's so dispensable tarkin just blows scarif up and is like all right get rid of it i don't care yeah it's and not, not just that like they freaking blew up the tower that has all the information of like any like future projects that the empire might have like he blew that shit up so in a way like Tarkin like destroyed all their evidence so it's like if anyone else were to like be on Scarif and like try to like take any more plans like he just no, like he got rid of he them. got rid of all the evidence and was like nope because he doesn't care well that and like he's smart he knows to like destroy that and get killed. and that's something Krennic never would Krennic never got it we were we were comparing Krennic and Tarkin and how like Krennic is a military director and Tarkin is this imperial officer he's a grand moff well not yet in this one he's not a grand moff yet yeah. I believe in the, the next in the one, next one he, he becomes a grand moff but still he's still an imperial officer they're both imperial officers in a way Tarkin gets military he gets war 
Like mm-hmm. he just knows the fundamentals of like how a war happens, how you build a war, how you destroy. He just knows those components when it comes to like. Krennic doesn't really add anything, and no. he thinks he's way more important. That's than why he Vader's is. like, don't choke on your aspirations because like. He reminds me of those kids that like are always like, well, my dad has money, so. I deserve to have money. Or, like, they use their parents' position to get them a higher position. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I know what you're talking about. He reminds me of those people. And I, I don't like He only got that people. job because, like, his father probably knew someone. Yeah. Or it's like, his dad was the military director, so he became the military and he director. he doesn't know shit. And he doesn't know anything. Oh, he's Bobby Newport. Krennic is the Bobby Newport of Star Wars. <laughs> and I firmly stand behind that. I believe so, too. <laughs> He's not as charming as Paul Rudd. No. No one is. No one is. <laughs> but yeah, I love Scarif. I love that's those scenes between Jin and Cassian because they finally move on from oh. the fact that they were yelling at each other. And I think in that moment, they truly understand each other again. They're like, yeah, we're both fighting for the same thing. And we've both been through some fucked up shit. Remember how we were talking? We were watching it the other day and that scene between Jin and... And Cassian, right after he dies, after Jin's dad dies, and they're yelling at each other. And she's like, you tried to kill my dad, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, you just barely got involved in the rebellion until recently, so now you care because you lost something? And she's just like, they're just going back and forth, and they're not understanding each other. Yeah. He doesn't get, it's like, but she lost her dad and realized oh my god, I'm the only one left that can blow up the Death Star because no one else knows. Mm-hmm. I She's the only one that saw that transmission. And Cassian is like, I've been in this fight since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I had no choice but to be in the rebellion and fight for my life. You, she doesn't know under, she doesn't understand what that's like. Yeah. But then she's also been burned by the rebellion because Saw just left her. Yeah. And I, I love that scene between Saw and and her because she's confronting Jin feels so much loss. She's not only lost her actual father, but she lost her father figure. Mm-hmm. And she's mad at them both. And in this movie, she resolves her issues with both of them. She does. She resolves her issues her issues with Saw because she's like she realizes, "Oh, he did that for me." For like, a reason. He, there's a reason why he left me because I'm wanted me. and I'm going to be hunted down yeah. and used I as a have tool. Understood. So she finally got it. And then she hated Galen because she's like, my dad just left me and abandoned me. I don't know if he's alive. He doesn't contact me. He doesn't yeah. do anything. You're like, they killed my mom and he left with them instead of trying to find me. Yeah. So she's just like, she feels so hurt by him. Betrayed too. Yeah. So, but then when she sees the hologram, she's like, whoa. Wow, he did this all for me mm-hmm. to protect me. So she finally understands those two characters yeah. and their reasoning. And I think that's why it's easier for her to go... And finally go through with the plans for the Death Star. And that's why she has so much resolve to, like, be part of the rebellion. Like, and take down the Death Star and take Mm -hmm. down the Empire. Because she's like, oh, I've resolved my issues with both my dad and Saw. Like, I'm good. I'm, now I see that they're, they were fighting something larger than me. And I need to fight the same thing that they were fighting. Because they can't anymore. No, yeah. And it's just like, oh, wow. Because remember, what's his name saw was like, you don't care about the cause, like, you don't care about... And she's like, the cause? And she's like, all that's ever brought me was pain. There's no point in, like, involving because, like, you're gonna get hurt. If you get involved, you get hurt. If you don't get involved, you get hurt. You're it's fucked. a corrupt system. That's the empire. Anyway. In that moment between Cassian and Jin, they're looking at each other, 
Like, there could have been something. That's what I take it as. Because you know how Jin's... Oh, you know what? I'm going to play it. Play that thing. I'm going to play when Galen dies. (gasps) When he's Mm -hmm. like, I had so much to tell you. Because that scene when Cassian and... uh, Not (laughs) Ray. Cassian and Ray? Ray. She does look like Ray. But that scene between Cassian And and Jin is so impactful and reminds me of this moment between her and her dad. Because they're both like, wow, what a life we could have had if we survived mm-hmm. or if we got off this planet somehow. But we did a good thing. So it's bittersweet. They're like, we, we're dying in the name of something that's larger than us. But I want to also be selfish and wish I had that time with you. This part is so good. Papa. Papa, it's me. It's Jin. Jin. Papa, I've seen your message. The hologram, I've seen it. It must be destroyed. I know, I know. We will. Look at you. I have so much to tell you. He's like, I wish I had all the time in the world to tell you all the things that I saw. Mm-hmm. Like, I went to a planet, or the Empire took me to a planet, and I saw this really cool flower. And it reminded me of you, and I thought you would love it, because I remember you liked this thing when you were a yeah, little girl. anything like that. Because he loves his little girl, you know? He loves her. And I bet he's thinking of all the things he's done and seen and lived, and he wants to tell her, but he can't. And that's that so bittersweet moment where he's like, okay, Jen's alive. She's going to finish what I started. Needs to be done, yeah. She's going to finish what needs to be done. But he doesn't get to tell Jen. He doesn't get to live with her now. Because yeah. it's like his life is done. And that's what that Cassian and Jen scene reminds me of. Because they're both like, wow, look at, look at the life we could have been. Like, I see we both came to an agreement now. And we both understand each other. Like, I wonder, you know, what our squad could have been like and what adventures we'd go on and things well, yeah. we'd see imagine you know. if like they would have survived they would have been on the battle of hoth they would have been on the and think of, keep in mind they could have died on any one of those future battles mm-hmm. but it's like oh wow like they were a vital part of that mission which so was important. bringing the death star plans to the rebellion and they did it and they did it and everyone in that movie did the thing that they had to do like bodhi did what he had to do and then he died delivered the message and then and, yeah all that stuff yeah cheer it did what he needed to do and had to turn it on so that they can... Oh, yeah, the master switch. Yeah, turn on the master switch and then he died. And then he does kind of what he needs to do because he, like, kills some death troopers. But he learns what he needs for himself. He's like, okay, I'm giving myself to, like, the force or yeah. whatever. And then everyone does what they need to do. And like you were saying, how it's like the force brought them together and was like, It did. I feel like the force brought them all together. Well, even though Cassian's mission from General Draven was to like assassinate Galen Erso, I feel like his real mission was to help Jin. Yeah, when he met her. His real mission was to just help her. Like, bingo. Captain Cassian's purpose was to get them off safely Jeddah. Mm -hmm. Because without him, 
Remember, even even K two is like, oh, I haven't finished my calculations. Like, and no, 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 like, no, we're going to die if you by the time you finish those calculations. Like, yeah, he's we like, need to I'll do them a- for you. For the lack of a better phrase, he, he kind of has the, the balls. He <laughs> does. He has the balls. He has the courage. He's like, he has- he's willing to to do anything to get himself out of a dangerous situation and survive. He's a he's a like a he's like a spy. Yeah, yeah Cassian like spy. would be a. Total spy. He's a spy. I think if he continued in the rebellion, I think he would have made it really far. And I think Jin would have been like right there to With help him because yeah. he's like, "This is my team. Mm-hmm. Like, this is what I need to help me." Ah, I love Rogue One. It's my I favorite know. one. Wow, it's so we good. pretty much like dissected the whole movie. It's so good. It's my favorite. <laughs> it one. is a really good movie. I, I hope. They're going to do an Obi-Wan movie, and I hope the guy who directs the Obi-Wan movie directs that. Gareth Edwards, can you please direct Obi-Wan, a Star Wars story? Or if they're thinking of doing a Star Wars trilogy of Obi-Wan, that'd be great. Because I just know I want to see... I, I wrote a list down of things I want to see. Oh, I want to yeah. see. Jacob has like a little. Like, I have a list. Lists of what he wants. I have a list of things I want to see. Well, like what the Obi Wan movie could potentially reveal. So obviously Tatooine. That's the number one thing people think of because and that was, was when we last to? saw Luke. Doing? You know, Luke gets dropped off there as a baby. So that's the last time we see Luke and Obi Wan there since, or that's the first time we see Luke, like on Tatooine, Tatooine is when Obi Wan drops him off, and then. Obi-Wan has to stay on Tatooine, but, like, kind of, like, be a little bit secluded away from them, but enough mm-hmm. for him to be close to protect and watch protect over Luke. Because exactly. I know in the Obi-Wan comics, it details all that. Exactly. It details his life, but I want to see that. I want to like, see I wanna it, exactly. See it. I want to see it canon. I feel like it'd be interesting to see what Obi-Wan is going through on Tatooine. So he could probably... He's homeless. Go live. Well, he has no money. There's no money, and, like, the Empire is going through its, like, reign of terror. So he just has to be so secluded, and so, like, live off the land. They're still hunting down the last of the remaining Jedi, so he needs to hide. They're still trying to find Obi-Wan. That's why. (laughs) You may just realize, the Empire is trying to find Obi-Wan, this old man recluse. The First Order is trying to find Luke Skywalker, this old old man man recluse. (laughs) They're trying to find this old guy. Leave him alone. Like, they're trying to find the old wise Jedi. (laughs) To destroy him. (laughs) To destroy him. Okay, so I was writing... They should show that. Like, they should show Tatooine and Obi-Wan's life on Tatooine. Like, maybe he comes across Tusken Raiders. Maybe he comes across Bounty Hunters. Maybe, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe he goes to Mos Eisley. I wrote down Mos Eisley to be specific. Well, he does like a drink. That. He loves to drink. And I want to see... The huts. I want to see Jabba because Jabba yeah, is on I Tatooine. See more of Jabba. I want to see that. Well, I want to see what's going on there. Aside from that, it can't. I'm, I'm pretty sure if it's. I don't know if it's going to be because I know how Star Wars movies are. I doubt it's just going to be solely Obi Wan. Although I would love to see like how Logan just, was just like just Logan. Just Logan. I would love to see just Obi Wan and like what he goes yeah. through. But knowing them, they'll probably add a bunch of stuff. So during that, I would also like them to switch on and off. To show what the Empire is doing. So show glimpses of Vader. Show glimpses of the Emperor. You know, have him like, mm-hmm. have, what's his name? Ian have McDermott. Have be in it. Show up as a Force ghost or something, you know? Because he teaches him how to f- be a Force ghost. Show Luke's uncles, like, 
like aunt and uncle like how they raise him as a kid and like yeah. if he like and have them argue with obi-wan because they're like get the fuck out of here yeah, you're the one remember? that ruined anakin we're not gonna let you ruin luke exactly they hate him they hate obi-wan they hate obi-wan so much and they- i don't blame them because they don't have the full story they don't know that anakin turned to the dark side and he's the one that is causing all these problems they just know they have to like protect this child with their life so they're like get the fuck away obi-wan you gave us this child and like we're protecting him, so leave him the fuck alone. And leave us alone. Leave us alone. We just yeah. want to be normal. It'd be interesting to see Luke, like, growing up, because, like, he's a little moisture farmer, so it'd be interesting to show his uncle teaching him how to moisture farm. And the difference between Anakin growing up on Tatooine and Luke growing up on Tatooine. Yeah, I'm sure Luke, Luke growing up on Tatooine is a childhood that Anakin should have had. He should have had the childhood... You know, if he wanted to be a moisture farmer or if he wanted to just live on Tatooine and play in the sand or do whatever he wanted, like, that's that's free to do whatever he wants. But instead, he was a slave. He, and he was owned by the huts. that Luke did. So that's why. Yeah, I, think I, I really want there to be an Obi-Wan movie. I hope Ewan McGregor does it. Ewan McGregor definitely needs to return. He's more than happy to do it. So we're 100% like for that. And then I really want a Boba Fett movie. Yes. I really want a I want a Boba Fett movie and I want all the bounty hunters to return. IG-88. IG-88, Forlam, Zuckus, Bosk, Dengar, all of them. All of the bounty hunters. All of them. He looks like Director Krennic. <laughs> <laughs> Ew, the way he talks, he spits when he's mad. He he's does like... like <laughs> the breach is fixed. <laughs> like, he has spit in his mouth. It reminds me of that episode of Rick and Morty where that guy's talking and he's like gargling. He's like, oh, guys. Oh, I know what you're talking about. And Rick is like, clear your fucking throat. Clear your fucking God. Like, it's annoying. That's what I wanted to tell Krennic. Clear your fucking Swallow your or saliva. Spit something. Like, just <laughs> yeah. use a spit bucket. Like, go. Use one. I encourage it. But yeah, I think that's good. I, wow. That, that, we're going to wrap it up here because that was a lot. That's we went a through lot. a lot today just to give you this information. Wait, and I'm hungry and I want my donut that's sitting downstairs. Yes, table. she so got a free donuts. donut from the donut place. Yeah, so. we went and got donuts and dumplings. The double D's. The dum- du- the those dumplings. are our double D's. Those are our double D's. Dumplings and donuts. And donuts. Oh, we got those pork buns. We got. Oh yeah, we also got barbecue pork buns. We're we're ready. We are ready. We're diverse in our foods. <laughs> okay, and on that note, <laughs> we're just as diverse as Rogue One. The end. And Bye. Bye. Oh, wait. I'm going to play. Tune this. in next week. Listen to this uh, kazoo one more time. Beep, <laughs> <laughs>